centuries of thy word giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Welcome to the Bishop Francis podcast. Bishop Francis is the pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Lily of the Valley Cathedral, Teshu Laskana. May you experience a supernatural encounter and be anointed as you listen to transformative preaching, insightful revelations, and down-to-earth teaching by the servant of the Lord, Bishop Francis Philip Asamoah. This message will revive, restore, and refresh as you receive God's word through Bishop Francis. Please do not forget to subscribe to his podcast channel to receive new messages. God bless you and enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's close our eyes. You want to pray this morning and you want to say, Lord, I want to be close to you. Just lift up your voice and say that. Lord, I want to be close to you. How many would like to pray such a prayer? Begin to pray. You want to say, Lord, I want to be close to you. Begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to be close to you, Lord. Oh, lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray and say, Lord, I want to be close to you. That's what we are praying about this morning. Keep on praying. We are praying to be close to Jesus. There's a reason why we are praying that prayer. You want to say, Lord, I want to be close to you. I don't want to be far from you. I want to be close to you. I want to be close to you, Lord. I want to be close to you.
Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name. We give you glory. We give you honor. We praise your name. Lord, instruct us in your word today. May our lives be transformed. May we be changed. Lord, as we hear your word, may we become closer to heaven and closer to you. We thank you in Jesus' name. And shall we all say amen. Well, put your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated. Amen. Beautiful. We thank the Lord for powerful testimonies in this house. Oh, you can put your hands together for that. Amen. All right. We want to draw a curtain on our subject quiet time. Amen. And uh, for some weeks, we've learned what? How to pray and how we should give thanks. Is that not so? And you realize that in everything that we say, we um, give a biblical foundation. Amen. You see? And why do we read the Bible at all? We read the Bible because the Bible is what God is saying to us. The Bible is God speaking to us. Amen. The Bible is God speaking to us. Amen. And that is why every Christian must have a Bible. Because it's through the Bible that God speaks to us. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Amen. So that is why when we say we are laying a biblical foundation, it means that we are using what God is saying to lay the foundation. Hallelujah. Just, I think, yesterday or so, I heard a testimony, or not a testimony, but something that somebody was saying. What was the person saying? He's saying that, oh, as for me, I don't need to come to church because I and God, we fellowship together, so church is not important. Hey! And my response to that was that the person is probably under a curse. Yeah, that's why the person is talking like that. Because David said, the word of God said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You get it. And then the Bible says, that's what, Psalm what? Is it Psalm 121 or 122? It says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Then Psalm 27 verse 4 says, one thing, this is the man after God's own heart. He said that, one thing have I desired and that I will seek after, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus himself said that, what? Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. What do you think? Yeah. There I am in their midst. I'm there with them. And then Paul said that, let us not forsake the assembling together as the manner of some of you are. So you realize that from the Old Testament to the New Testament, you can see that God wants his children to gather together. And you see, when you are blind to see, when you are blind to see this truth, it's a sign that you either God has cut you off from his house or you are under a very serious curse. And that is why you don't see the importance of the gathering of the saints. Amen. Because God is saying that when Reverend Sami and Reverend Danny, they meet in my name, I come and stand there. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. You see? So, we have some people, they have some funny wisdom, some funny way of talking, some funny way of, you know, explaining things away. And you don't know that you're under a curse. Oh, ask for me, church. I don't do church. You know, you see, me, me, me normally, I live in the throne room. I, I live in the throne room with the Lord. So at these church things, I don't do church. I do throne room. What are you saying? What you are saying is contrary to what God is saying. Amen. So when you want to lay the foundation for anything, what you need is what God is saying. And that is why when we even started giving, even giving of thanks, we laid the foundation through the scriptures. Why you must read the Bible? We laid the foundation through what? The scriptures. Hallelujah. And that is why also when you are a Christian and you don't read the Bible, there's a problem with that. Because you wouldn't know what God is saying. You wouldn't know what God is saying. You see? That is when a, when a policeman catches you, the first thing you think of is to put your hand in your pocket and find something. Because you don't know what the law is saying. You don't know what the law is saying. You don't know what your right is. Because you are not sure. Because it may be the police is right. It may be that you are, but you are not sure. So in order that I don't get myself into trouble, let me just give him something and go. But if I really knew what the law is saying, then probably I'll know that maybe I'm not even wrong. Maybe I'm right. It's the police that is. But you don't know. Because we will not read what the law says. Are you here with me? Now, today, for a very short time, we want to look at meditation. What, what does it mean to meditate on the Word of God? What does it mean to meditate on the Word of God? Are you there with me? All right. And to meditate means to think through. It means to think sober, re reflect soberly. Amen. Or to think deeply about something. Amen. So if you're a brother and you propose to a girl, you've been friends for five years, then all of a sudden you say, Sister, you know, as we've been moving all this while, I've realized that I feel something for you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. You see that? Then the lady will say, I'm going to pray about it. He's going to reflect on it. So you meditate on your words. And you think soberly about these words. Because what the brother is saying, it means that he's going to marry me. You get it? I'm going to be the mother of his children. It means we'll be in the same roof. It means we'll be spending life together. And all, you see, so you begin to think about the implications of what the brother is saying. Then you check his height. Will I, this, this short guy, will I be able to be happy with his height for the rest of my life? Do you get it? This is his um, hanging trousers. Can I live? You see, when they say they are going to pray about it, they are, not pray, they are thinking about it. It's not, they don't really pray about it. You see, so it's meditating on your words. Are you here with me? Is what? Meditating on the words. 
that you have spoken. Another example. Assuming you are 21. And then you see somebody who was. Or you see an obituary. And the obituary says, gone too soon. Age, 22. And then you are 20, 21. In two months time, you'll be 22. Immediately, what happens to you? You begin to think about yourself. Is that not so? You begin to, hey, Charlie, me, <laughs> I'm not 22 yet, so, Lord, what's going to happen to me? So when you see that obituary, that what? Gone too soon, 22. You begin to soberly reflect about yourself. You see, if you've been to the hospital and you almost died before, <laughs> you see, if you don't die, you will think carefully when you, when you are back, when you are out. You, you will think carefully. And that is what is called to meditate. Because, hey, Charlie, I almost died. Hey, Charlie. No, I have to take things serious. I have to serve God. I have to love people. I have to, let me try and be straight small. I know one musician, he almost died. He had a terrible accident. He almost died. When, when, when he came out of hospital, then he said, Mesum Jesus. But that was the last we heard of his serving Jesus. <laughs> Amen. It's called what? Meditation. So you see that things happen in our lives which cause us or force us to meditate and to reflect and to think deeply about things that are happening in our lives. And when you read the Bible, one of the things you need to do is to think deeply and reflect soberly about what the Word of God is saying to you. Hey, are you here with me? Amen. So let's look at a few examples. Let's go to Romans. Romans chapter 3 verse 10. Amen. I'm talking about meditation. I think it's point three or something in your quiet time book. Those who have the book. What does the Bible say? It says, and it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Amen. Yeah. And usually, when we quote the scripture, we will, those of us who do outreach, these days, not everybody who does outreach, but I will encourage you, do outreach. Amen. Yeah. You see that you have a good church. That is why you should bring your friend to the church. Uh-huh. So some of the chairs are empty because you didn't bring your friend. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you bring your friend, if all of us, we bring our friend, the church will be full. Amen. We, we have shepherds who are out there still trying to bring people to church. Uh-huh. I, don't, I hope they, they don't arrive after we've closed. Yeah. So soon, you see, we have first service. We have second service. Soon we have a third service. Yeah. Amen. Uh. So, you see, <laughs> you will look at this scripture and you will say that, oh, this one is for the sinners. Reverend Ampal, because ah, all have sinned. So, uh, Charlie, you need to come. Why should I come to church? They say, oh, Bible says all have sinned. You've not given, so that is why, you see, you have to, whatever. Amen. Yeah, but you would not know that it applies to you even though you are sitting in the church. If you don't think about it deeply, 
If you don't meditate on it, you will not realize that it's for you. It, it probably refers more to you than to them. I can give you several examples. Stay in Romans. Let me just, in, in John 14, 6, the Bible says, uh, what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And they say, look, you need to give your life because the Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Who was Jesus speaking to? He was speaking to the apostles. He was not speaking to unbelievers. So you see that because you've not thought about it, immediately, it's that it applies to somebody, but it doesn't apply to me. But you have to realize that what applies to the somebody, it may also apply to you. But if you don't meditate on it, you wouldn't see that it applies to you. And that is why when you read the Bible, that's why you cannot read one chapter. You read just one verse and you begin to think about that verse. Because as you are thinking about the verse, then God begins to give you revelation concerning that word. In the first service, I was telling them that when you meditation is the door to revelation. Meditation, meditating on the word of God, thinking soberly or reflecting soberly on what the Bible is saying is the door to revelation. Are you here with me? Yeah. So if you don't read the Bible or you just read through like you are reading a novel, even when you read a storybook, you meditate on it. You are forced to meditate on it. And we've come to the point where we need to meditate on the word of God. Because when you meditate on the word of God, God even comes close to you. Go to Matthew chapter 1 verse 18, I believe. We will come back to Romans. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as the mother Mary, his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Because if you are pregnant with somebody, then child, you know, I don't want to disagree. Let me just get rid of What happens in the next verse? But while he what? Thought on these things. Whilst he was meditating on this thing, ah, is it the Holy Ghost? How can Mary do such a thing? How can you say you are pregnant? I've never heard such a thing before. Lord, what is happening? You see, all these things are reflections on what is happening. But the Bible says here that whilst he taught on these things, the angel, and that's why I'm saying that, that's why I'm saying that, when you start to meditate on the word of God, it opens the door for revelation to come to you. It opens the door for God to speak to you. Amen. So the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take what? Uh, unto thee thy wife, what? Marry thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Next verse. And she shall bring forth a son. Next verse. Then go to the next verse. Go on to the next verse. Then Joseph being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. Because 
When he soberly reflected and meditated on the happenings, God gave him revelation that is something I'm doing. So go ahead and don't be afraid. Wow. Amen. Let's come back to Romans chapter, one verse, uh, chapter 3 verse 10. So it says here that what? It is written, there's none righteous. No, not one. Go to the next verse, verse 11. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Hey! So you see that, hey, so there's none righteous. And when you begin to think about it, you, when you reflect, it's like, hey, is it possible I'm sitting in the church and I'm not righteous? Is it possible I call myself a bishop or a pastor or a reverend and I'm not righteous? Is it possible that as there, there is none that understandeth, that you see, I'm a pastor that doesn't have understanding. Will you not be afraid if you read about these things and you begin to consider yourself? Yeah. There is none that seeketh God after God. You see, in Ghana, Apart from Amamre, our next culture is coming to church on Sunday. It's like it's normal. But you see, there's none that seeketh God. So, is it possible that I'm sitting in the church, but I'm not seeking God? Amen. Because you can even be a pastor who has miracles, but you are not seeking God. And God is not happy with you. And you are rejected. Even though you think you have miracles and you have prophecies and you have whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not all those who say what? Lord, Lord shall enter the kingdom. They say, we did wonderful works in your name. We prophesied in your name. They say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Are you there with me? These are scriptures as Christians. We need to. I'm showing you how to meditate on the scriptures. All right? So he said, there's none that seeker who understand. Because for the sake of time, go to Romans chapter 1. Let's read from verse 1 to 7. Now, he said, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Next verse. Which he hath promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Next verse. Concerning the Son Jesus Christ and our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Verse 4. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Verse 5. By whom we have received grace and apostleship for the obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Verse 6. Among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. So you see, Paul wrote to the called of Jesus Christ in Rome. Okay, now go to the next verse. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be his saints, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So you see that when you listen to the salutation, you realize that Paul was not talking, he was not preaching at a crusade. He was not doing witnessing. He was talking to people who believe in God in Rome. Then he told them at the point that there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh God. Amen. Alright, so 
when you read from 1 to 7, you realize that, hey, chapter 3, verse 10, I have to think about it concerning myself. This is what we call meditation. This is what we call meditation. Are you, I, I hope you're understanding how to meditate. Amen. You see, this one is not so nice. Let us go to um, Psalm 1, verse 1. Let's, let's look at that one so that we can be happy small. How many want to be happy small? Yeah. Let me give you one so that we can be happy small. So, it says what? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. What is the counsel of God? The counsel of God is your Bible. The counsel of God is not necessarily your experience. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, away but none of my words. It is a heaven and earth will pass away and then my word will not pass away plus your experience. Hey, the guy is in dreamland. Look at him. Amen. Are you here with me? Yeah. Wow. So, experience may teach you some things. But I want to point to you that experience is not the best teacher. Experience can teach some things. Experience may be a good teacher, but not the best teacher. Amen. Bear that in mind. Sometimes your experiences can deceive you. And your experiences can lead you off track. But the word of God will not lead you off track. And that is why the Bible should be your main advisor. I said the Bible should be your main advisor. The Bible should be your main advisor. Not your experience. Not a Nigerian movie. Amen. So blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Amen. So for example, if the Bible says, Know ye not that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators. And then say, oh, you know, that's what the Bible is saying. But you know, these days, you know how it is. If you don't allow them, they will not stay. So you see, times have changed. You see that you are moving into ungodly counsel. You are moving what? And what is happening? You see that now the blessed will turn into cursed. Because the one that is blessed is the one that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. In the first service, I was giving them an example. One day I asked a certain lady, not from this country, another country, would you like to marry a pastor? Me? Pastor? No, 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 no. Oh, why? I don't want to be an osophomami. If I marry a pastor, I'll be an osophomami. Because he's not from Ghana. So that, I'll be a sofa mommy. I don't want to be an osofo mommy. <laughs> Somebody say osofo mommy. <laughs> hey, I don't want to be that. Hey. I don't want to be osofo mommy. Really? Not knowing that was the counsel of God. And he didn't know that by not going that route. Something else is going to happen. Let me tell you, let me give you the rest of the story. So, 
Years later, he don't want to be also for mommy. Years have passed. Now he's found a boy, a nice boy, who is a romantic boy. He's a nice boy. He goes to church. He's a church boy. Just that he too doesn't want to be an Osofo. He said, aha, you see, it's not only pastors we have to marry. Oh, this boy is also there. Let me marry this one. Beautiful wedding. When you see the pictures, you realize that even, even in my wedding, the pictures, even though Bishop, my pictures were not like her pictures. See that the wedding was powerful. Do you know how long the marriage lasted? Less than one year. Less than one year, the marriage was over. And then, what happened? You see, when you are living abroad, eh, living abroad is very expensive. So, if I live somewhere and you live somewhere and we get married, we move to one place to reduce the cost. Asumwa, the guy was trying to reduce his cost. So, he even has another girlfriend. But he's married this one so that he can reduce his cost. But his real girlfriend is there. So, you see, what I'm trying to show you, you see, I'm trying to show you something. That you see, you are blessed when you stay in the counsel of God. When you move out of the counsel of God, you move immediately into a case. You move into something that will not bless you. That's what I'm trying to show you. Uh -huh. And that is why we must read the Bible. Because as we read the Bible, what will happen? We will get the counsel of God. That will cause us to be blessed. So you see that it looks like I'm preaching. But I'm trying to show you what it means to think about what you are reading. So, hey. If it means that, in this, even though the Bible says blessed is he, it also means that curse is the one. So when you reflect about it, you will see that in the same verse, there's both blessing and a curse. Even though the verse starts with what? Bless. Then it says what? No, standeth in the way of sinners. Now we have sinners in the church. We have fornicating Christians. We have drinking Christians. Amen. So, so, some are even not afraid to put the things they do in public for everybody to see that they are doing. Oh yeah. I'm telling you. But I said, blessed is the one that does not what? Stand in the way of sinners. Where you are, can sin flourish there? Because maybe you yourself, you are not doing... Well, the place is very quiet too. Right? Is there a problem? You got what I'm... You know? You say, oh, I mean, I don't do this. Eh? They are playing unbeliever music. You say, oh, it's not me. When I turn on the radio, it's the radio station that was playing. It, it wasn't me. Eh? It, it's the radio station. As for me, I just opened it. Oh, Bishop, it's not me. When I went to the house, then he started touching me, and then I don't know what happened. Hey, really? Remember, blessed is he that what? Standeth not in the way of sinners. Meditate on the scriptures. Then the last one says what? Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. In the first service, I was telling them about um, the Ghana Association of Disgruntled Wives. Or Ghana Disgruntled Wives Association. Maybe you, your husband is romantic. Maybe your husband buys you chocolate. Even if he doesn't buy, as I'm preaching, he's going to buy you chocolate. Don't worry. Amen. Hey, 
to you. When he's at home and you're doing house chores, he joins you to do the house chores. And then when Ghana, what, this Granted Wives Association are having a meeting, then you are sitting inside. What, G what? GWA. Ghana, Ghana Disgruntled Wives Association. GDWA. When GDWA is having a meeting, then you are inside. Hey! Amy, my husband, he's got a girlfriend. Hey, hmm. I saw these men. Hmm. Men, hmm. You, they cannot be trusted. Then, but you, your husband can be trusted. So what are you doing in this meeting? Zoom meeting of what? Disgruntled wives. And then you are inside. And then men, hmm, as for men, hmm, you need to pray about it. Hmm. Then as you are surprised, they say, ah, you are surprised. Then you are, you wait, you are coming. Then, then they are, so we will tell that you, your husband, is not started yet. You wait, he will start. Hey! Then before you realize, you used to be blessed. But you've gone to join an association. And as you were on the highway of blessing, you joined an association, then you turned onto what? The curse junction. And now on the road to destroy your marriage because you sat in the seat of the scornful. Meditation. Meditation. So when you begin to look at the screen, then you see that ah, revelation starts coming to you. Revelation starts coming to you. I'm talking about Christianity. You see, this is the Christianity that is missing in our day. Because what we know is that hey, today, the, the, the chains of Nebuchadnezzar are broken. Isn't it? Those are the things we understand these days. And that is why so, 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 you can sit in the church yet not saved. You can sit in the church, but you are no different from somebody who doesn't come to church. Because what really the Bible is saying that we need to do as Christians, we don't believe it anymore. We will not even read it to believe it. Oi. So this type of preaching is not even popular. Yeah. It's not popular anymore. Go to verse 2. Who is blessed? Who is blessed? He says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So, the person who is blessed is the person who looks for his Bible and reads it. His delight is in the Lord. So, if I want to be blessed, if I will take my Bible and read it, I will be blessed. That's what the Bible is saying. His delight is in the Lord. He said, blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord. So when you open your Bible to read, immediately you've opened the door for a blessing to come into your life. You've opened the door for a blessing to come into your life. Hey! But when you close your Bible, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Open. His delight is not close. Do you see? So the closed Bible in your house, the closed Bible in your life has disconnected you from a blessing. And in his law that he meditate day and night, you see meditation has come up again. 
So you notice that a person, the blessed person, is the one who soberly reflects and thinks about the word of God. Go to verse 3. I'm trying to finish. It says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen. You see supply is coming. Eh? And then what? That bringeth forth his fruit. In his season, his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doth shall prosper. So blessed is the man who doesn't what? Walk in the counsel of the ungodly, stand in the way of sinners, sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. This is the blessed person who will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, who will bear fruit in due season, whose what, leaves will not wither, and then whatever the person touches to do begins to prosper. How many are beginning to understand what it means to meditate? Let's close with this scripture. Um, Malachi chapter 3. Malachi 3.16. Let us, here we are going to discover... The response of God to those who meditate on his word. We are going to discover the response. Amen. It says, Then they that feared the Lord and spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought meditated upon his name. Amen. All right? And that is why as Christians, you see, he's saying that they did what? They feared the Lord and they spake one to another. And the Lord heard it. You see, that's why we started sharing testimonies. Amen. Yeah. So, as long as we have testimonies, we'll be sharing them. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because you see, the church has become very ungrateful. When God blesses us, nobody says anything. Yeah. You see, all the testimonies you hear, I know about them already. Oh yeah, I know about them already. Every testimony you will ever hear, I know about it already. You understand what I'm saying? So, so the testimonies are not given for me. They are given to encourage you. They are, they are given to build your faith. You see, and that is why when you have a testimony, do not hide it. Oh yeah. Do not what? Hide it. So for example, that, just to show you, you see, for example, this lady who came to share what? Bone, uh, what? bone condition for over 11 years. 12 years. For even a long time. It's just that it became serious just 12 years ago. And then God healed not too long ago. Yeah. I've had another person, bone problem from birth, 21 years. 
21 years healed. So you see, the thing is that it's not for, hold on, hold on. You see, it's, 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 it's not for my benefit. But if you talk of bone miracles, I've seen some before. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I've seen them before. Different types. Before. But when we rehearse what God has done, we use it to encourage ourselves. So that we know that God is working in our midst. And that is why we share testimonies. And that is why you must also share your testimony. It's for the sake of time. That's why we say, oh, maybe two, uh, this thing. But everybody, there's something God has done for you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. So that, that, that is it. So when we hear these things, then we know that, oh, God is moving. Then, oh, then my miracle is also coming. Then I'm believing God. Me too. My own is going to come. And then this and that. That is why we rehearse the things that God has done. Yeah. In case you don't know, I, 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 I want to tell you. Yeah. So next week we'll have more testimonies coming. There, there's not a single testimony you will hear that I don't know about already. Yeah. We have a list. We, we have a long list. I have a list of testimonies from here to here. Long list. Different testimonies. Plenty. Yeah. Okay. So, let's encourage ourselves. That is why sometimes people sit in the church and say, oh, I mean, let me go down there. Aquabi, are all shepa. Because you don't know what the Lord is doing here. Amen. Yeah. When you listen to Felicia's testimony, what did he say? He said that they were going to pay her below 1,000. And he left. And then we stood here and said, something 1,000. Then he called them and said, no. God is telling me to do above the whatever. And you may not know where it's coming from. Uh -huh. It means that one day you to your breakthrough will come. Yeah. But if she hadn't shared her something, you may easily say that, ah, every time we collect envelope and nothing happens. So, Jimmy Crowd, you know, whatever. But now we can see that, oh, no, something is for your encouragement and it's for your faith to be built. Yeah, in the first service, I told them one, one woman who comes for first service, knee problem, knee problem. She can't, she can't, when he comes, he's sitting down. Then we taught them, we have, we have centers, in the centers, we teach them to pay tithe. So in her center, she was taught to pay tithe. It's like, oh, I have to go and give my tithe. And this is my knee. What will I do? But no, I want to go. Then when she got up, her knee, then she started to feel a heat in her knees. But then as she got up and she felt that, they look, ah, no, but it's working. It's working. It's working. And she came to stand here with, with somebody who has knee problem. He came to stand here, gave her tithe and walked back. And since then, he started walking. And then the person is whatever. The person is healed. But you wouldn't know if we don't share the testimonies. Amen. That is why you must share your testimony. Amen. Anyway, so then they what? Fear, they that feared the Lord did what? They speak often one to another. And the Lord heard, hearkened. And what? Heard and of it. And then what? A book of remembrance was written before him for them. That feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. God remembers you when you start meditating. I said, God remembers you when you start meditating. You see, God starts to write about you when you begin to soberly reflect about what he's saying to you. Go to the next verse. 
We are ending with Malachi. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. So you see that your deliverance may not come from miracle sharp sharp, but your deliverance will come as you meditate upon the Lord. And then the Lord will say, no, I am sparing my son. I am sparing my daughter because my daughter is meditating upon my word. He's thinking about me. So I am sparing him from this evil. That's why sometimes you see some people, it looks like nothing is, it's not that nothing is happening. But the person is meditating on the Lord. And the Lord is sparing the person from a lot of things. Are you here with me? As a father spareth his own son that serveth him. Now go to verse 18. Then shall he return and descend between the righteous and the wicked. So you are beginning to see that doing your quiet time and meditating on the word of God is considered righteousness for you. Is it not amazing? You see that many a time when a pastor, shall we turn to Malachi? Hey, Taitaba. The moment he said, let's turn to Malachi. Ah, this is I'm going to talk about tight. True or false? Yeah. This is also in Malachi. Then shall he return and descend between what? The righteous and the wicked. It means that when I'm somebody who does not meditate on the word of God, you are a wicked person. How is that? That's what I'm saying. A righteous person will continually meditate on the word of God. Then it continues. Is that what? You said between the what? Righteous and the wicked. Between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. So when you are somebody who meditates on the word of God, who thinks about the Lord, who fears the Lord, the Lord counts it as you are serving him. And there's a difference between you and somebody who will not read his Bible and somebody who will not pray. Bible says there's a difference between the two. That is why I want to advise you as I close that go and find your Bible. Go and find your Bible. Go and find your Bible. And when you find it, read it every day. Read it every day. Because there is something you are, miss you are missing. In the book of Revelation, the Bible says, Blessed is he that readeth. It means that when you open your Bible to read, you are blessed. Just by opening to read, you are blessed. Just by opening to read, you are blessed. Just by opening to read, you are blessed. Hey. How many are going to go and look for their Bibles? Go and look for your Bible. And begin to read. You will realize that something you used to take for deliverance, you see that the thing is gone. Because now you've connected with God. And God has started to spare you as a man spares his son. That's what will happen to you. Are you here with me? Is it not a beautiful scripture? Hey, that you, as you are here, Rachel, God has opened, as you do your quiet time, then God has opened what? A book of remembrance. 
and then, oh, Rachel is thinking, and then he starts to write. Will you not be happy that God has taken his diary and he started to write about you? Hey! May God write about you. I said, may God write about you. May God spare you as he spares his son. In the name of Jesus. May God open a book of remembrance for you. May Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 happen to you. May you be blessed. May you be blessed. May you be favored. May you be planted by a river of endless supply. In the name of Jesus Christ. May your life be turned around because you are planted by a river. May your life be turned around because you are somebody who delights in the law of the Lord. Stand to your feet and begin to thank the Lord. Begin to pray. Ask God for grace to enter deeply into a deep relationship with him where you are reading your Bible and praying to him. Lift up your right hand and tell the Lord, I want to be close to you. Help me to think on your word. Help me to meditate. Help me to soberly reflect on your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give me the grace to read my Bible so that I can be blessed. Give me the grace to meditate on your word so that you can open a book of remembrance for me. Oh Lord, we thank you. And we give you glory. In the name of Jesus. I will worship you forever, love you forever, because this God is too good. I will worship, I will worship you forever, love you forever because this love this love is too good oh this love is too good oh this love is too good oh this love is too good this love is too good all this love is too good this love is too good this love is too good and I will worship I
last time I will love you. I will worship you lift up your hands to the Lord and tell the Lord I'll worship you I will serve you I'll meditate on your word help me Lord help me Lord tell the Lord I promise you I'm going to look for my Bible say Lord I promise you I'm going to read my Bible say Lord I promise you I'm going to meditate on your word that my life will be changed for thank you in the name of Jesus with every head bowed and every eye closed you may be here today you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you are here like that today you just want to lift up your right hand so that we can pray with you if you are here like that you want to give your life to Christ just lift up your hand up high so I can see it now, I want you, if you've lifted up your hand, I want you to do one more thing for me. Come to the front here. If you've lifted your hand, just come to the front. With I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, my brother. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. That today, you are saving me. You are saving me from hell. You are saving me from my sins. And you are giving me a place in heaven. And because of that, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. Please write my name in the book of life thank you for saving me in Jesus name Amen brother what's your name what's your name Maxwell this is a present from Bishop Dakiwood Mills to you alright how to be born again and avoid you learn how to be a Christian you see some a pastor is waiting for you right there we'll talk to you and then you come back okay. God bless you Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person here. I pray for miracles to happen to your children. Cause miracles to happen to your children. Miracles they are not expecting and miracles they are expecting. Let all of them happen to them. I pray for a season of lifting. A season of lifting. A season of elevation to come to your children. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Put your hands together for the Lord. All right. God bless you for listening to this anointed message. It was great having you. And we believe you have been blessed and uplifted by this powerful word. Subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages regularly. God richly bless you.